Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, Season 2 of the Daily Intermission Podcast pregame show brought to you by Nate and Greg. Nate, how you doing today, bud? Pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have a sponsor for the pregame show. Not quite yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing good, dude. Um, how are you doing? It's been a busy week, man. It, yeah. it seems like the the workload continues to 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 pile up. But yeah, you know, we're getting things dialed in. I think we got a new camera angle going here. The lighting yeah. seems to be a little bit more dialed in if you're watching on YouTube. So, yeah, let, so us, let us know in the comments if it's uh, if you like this or if you like the old one, because uh, we don't really want to change it again. So hopefully you like this one. No, for sure. Uh, Nate, what do you think about the merch launch, man? I was excited about it. People yeah. are starting to wrap the daily intermission wrap around the, intermission. the globe. Got the nice. Yeah, that's right. Got the nice promo video in. That was good fun. We're uh, looking to be a helmet sponsor on the on the Chinese Olympic team as well. Stocks. I mean, we might even go after the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, road helmets. That's right. Yeah, that's a vacant. I mean, that's I mean, an opportunity nothing there. I mean, they may yeah. as well take something. Yeah, exactly. We'll give you a hundred bucks. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly some marketing opportunity out there uh, for helmet advertisements in the future. Yes, uh, Nate. I wanted to bring up in the pregame here about uh, Ozark, and we talked about it last episode about how uh, the part <laughs> one of season four concluded. Yes, uh, and how how is this show going to wrap up? They've got seven episodes to wrap this thing up. I don't know, but I'm kind of hoping for the old Wendy Bird death. Oh, yeah, she's like such a lunatic. And like, I would, I'd only say that because it's a, a, a fictional show. character. Like, That's I would right. never wish death upon somebody. Yeah, um, no, except I, for Wendy Bird. She's <laughs> she's just becoming like an absolute villain, dude. Like, even when yep. she went into, um, I mean. You've probably seen the show by now. I'm just going for it here, folks. Yeah, um, yeah. When she went into Jonah's uh, hotel there, or the motel. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Flagged Red his flag accounts. And, it's like, yeah. what are you doing, man? Yeah. It's your son. Ridiculous. Gonna, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, uh, you can know, we reflect back to the past season when Wendy Bird, she, like, she was stressed out, and she went, and she was, like, just sitting in, like, a grocery store parking lot in the Odyssey van and chugging. vodka? Like, 40s of vodka a day. I'm like, yeah. okay, there's no human on this yeah. planet outside of Shoe Nice who can... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Shoe Nice. Yeah. Holy <laughs> that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy in a while, man. I think he's on TikTok still screaming around. After yeah, he, I see him live yeah, sometimes he, on yeah, TikTok. He's eating drywall and <laughs> doing whatever, man. That guy's a nut. Imagine if Joe Rogan would have had him on Fear Factor. Oh, he would have. Yeah, it's like, like today. Maggots. Yeah. Like it's a cakewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, he's a nut, dude. Big um, time. So anyway. do people who, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole for too, too long uh, in the pregame show, Nate, but do people who like, like shoe nice and I know Steve will do it, used to do it, but like absolutely pound alcohol. Like what, like what, how do, are they just wired different? Like is their stomach lined with something different than mine? Because there's, <laughs> there's gotta be some serious behind the scenes where they throw it up. Yeah, I think so. Because I know there's, I saw a guy, I'm not going to give a shout out to it, but I was at a concert one time. Okay. And anyway, I was at a campground and he had gathered just an alarming amount of people. And yeah. he's just like, yeah, follow my Instagram. It's blah, blah, blah. It's basically like a Steve will do it 
he was fine. It was after Steve will do it. You know what I mean? He was yeah, just yeah. trying to do his own thing. This dude straight up, I have the video still. He funneled a 60 of rum. A 60? He funneled it, dude. So he had like his buddy holding the funnel. Like that, you gotta have an ambulance on half. scene for that. Yeah, and then he just goes and absolutely blows chunks over by the trees. Uh, oh my god! And I was like, what was the, what is the point? <laughs> First of that all, is that's just, an expensive shundy. Yeah, it's like $60 of just a puke. Yeah. But, um, you know, some people, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. Um, but uh, I did want to touch on the Bachelor series. I know the Bachelor's uh, on the go right now, and um, Clayton, a former tight end from some college. Anyway, I don't watch it like religiously, but I definitely keep up with it due to the fact that I'm a one trick pony when it comes to conversations at a bar right. with the opposite gender. I mean, I can be you know some smooth, but I I go in depth. I can talk sports like a maniac, mm -hmm. but I need to have something else that if the conversations going south it's like so what'd you think about the bachelor last monday you They're know like, <laughs> <laughs> my dream you watched the bachelor yeah exactly. with red wine yeah it's like well that's what i like to do you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> just completely play it off it's like if i'm not watching this is us on netflix then i'm watching the bachelor cracking a bottle of red and enjoying my evening usually solo if you ever want to swing by that's right um but uh yeah i'm not a big bat i've never watched it yeah, or or I guess uh, in proper grammar terms, haven't watched it, um, but the premise of it is outrageous. Oh, so this guy goes like making out with everything. This making out with like six girls within hours of each other, yeah. and they're still all like, "I want." It's like it's crazy. It's 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 really it's really odd. It's well, it's funny that in 2022, like that premise of a show is still allowed know, to be aired. I know. I find it crazy too if you think about it. Like, like say where you were just saying that. Um, like he'll make out with somebody else and a girl will get like upset about it. It's like, well, surely you've seen the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like he's going to have, a, he's got a, I like, and I haven't watched it, but even I know it's like, they get the honeymoon suite, right? Yeah. The, the, go the up fantasy there. suites. Yeah, yeah. The fantasy suites or whatever yeah, they the are. The last yeah, week he's sleeping but. with the final three who have been yeah, just exactly. all fully in love with this guy. I mean, like sign me up for this show. Like I'm yeah. all for it. Like I would love to get on there and just absolutely. Anyway. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. And it's just crazy how like heartbroken they get. Like how, I don't know how you could get that emotionally attached to someone. Well, especially while when, they're wheeling other people. I, I'm a very self-aware person, and I would look around the room and probably understand that I wasn't going to win the competition oh, the first day. I mean, imagine me guy, walking in. I'd be like, <laughs> "What am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, what dude, is this? Like, it, it's it, it would be it would be a tough scene all around. But yeah, I mean, those shows are crazy. Um, but Nate, uh, just to finish off the pregame show, we'll walk people through the episode because I think that's how we're going to you know we'll get into some rabbit. I was just going to touch too quick for on, sure. Uh, just there. another reality show. Yeah. Uh, see, you watch Bachelor. I like Big Brother. And okay, the big that's celebrity is out and okay for whatever reason to god they've got lamar odom in the house oh what so that's going to be absolute guaranteed like content to watch yeah i mean the last time i saw lamar odom i think he was getting carried out of a brothel you are correct yeah, I think yeah. the last time anyone see him and i don't know if they were hard up for people or if they were just really looking for some drama but lamar odom is in the big brother oh house my. folks so tune into that that's gonna be must watch game is brought to you by cbs no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um but we're gonna have four quarters of the episode today in a halftime show so in quarter one we'll break down this past weekend of nfl football which obviously the conference championships didn't disappoint uh, we'll move into quarter two neat will be the nba the national Jeez. basketball association and we'll have the halftime show a brief halftime uh, yeah uh, which will we'll, guessing the ages guessing the ages of the uh, of the athletes five each 
then quarter three, we will dive into the NHL, an exciting weekend, the NHL uh, with the All-Star game and the All-Star break going on. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Alex Ovechkin on how conveniently he got COVID <laughs> just before yes. the All-Star game. Yep. And uh, we'll finish things off in uh, in quarter four with a little golf, a little tennis, a little Olympics. And, uh, a little bit and, of everything outside the big four. And that will conclude the pregame, Nate, for today's show. Okay. First quarter. The intermission episode 13. Nate, it was an exciting week in the NFL. We've got the Super Bowl set in stone. The Cincinnati Bengals will be traveling to Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. We were watching that first game on Sunday, and I'm still a little shocked that Cincinnati was able to come back and win that football game. Crazy, man. I I can't believe it. I mean, what was it, 21-3, I think, when I left your place? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, this is done. I had an OT bet. I was like, well, may as well throw that out the window, hoping for the Rams game later. Yeah. Anyway, I go home. (laughs) Fast forward. Yeah. (laughs) Fast forward to just a a moment ago. (laughs) Just a few minutes later. Uh, Anyway, I got home, had some supper, turned the game back on to catch like the last bit of the third quarter in the fourth high and i'm like let's rock and roll but uh yeah it was crazy how it went i mean mahomes was kind of dominating through the beginning what he had three tds in the first half um yeah they almost went four for four yeah and and drives for touchdowns yeah it was ridiculous and it seemed like they were just kind of swarming bro i mean even even going into it man like mahomes had so much time the entire game like it's not like Anyway, I felt from my perspective, like there was one point he was running. It looked like he had the Benny Hill theme on, man. He was just running in circles. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, you're right. It was funny. So, yeah, like Nate said, I mean, we come to halftime. I think it's it's, uh, 21-10. I mean, the the Chiefs should have made it 28-10. Tyreek Hill gets stopped on the one by Eli Apple, which turns out to be a massive play. Right at half, right? Right at half. But then just to kind of talk about the halftime show for a minute, so I forget which band is playing, but oh, the panel yeah. is trying to break down the game and <laughs> you can't hear them. They were losing their minds. I thought someone was going to have a stroke well, because the band at the halftime show was just completely drowning them out. I can't remember what band it was either. And it was such a random, like I was like, well, how, why are they, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't hear a word they were saying. The guys just started dancing at some point. They're like, whoever was the engineer or whatever, whoever sets that stuff up, Above my head. I never but, know why they have to be down on the field. With the guys doing the commentary? Yeah, like like the, yeah, the, probably the just five like a, people yeah. panel. It's for show, obviously, and they think that but that's going to drive. Go up time, into a suite. Yeah, but think of how much field there is, too. It's like, can we get the speakers just like down back left and the guys talking back right? Yeah, yeah. Like, whoever coordinated that. separate them. Like, yeah. No. Separate. <laughs> Anyway, that's um, word of the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was outrageous. And then obviously the Bengals come back after a pick by Mahomes. They tie the game 21-21. They end up kicking a field goal to go ahead. This McPherson guy was, uh, this Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker for the Bengals. I mean, pumpkin nuts. You want to talk about walking around with your nuts in a wheelbarrow. It's absolute ice. Um, but uh, but then the Chiefs go down, tie the game. They win the toss. And when the Chiefs won the toss, I mean, it's like this game's completely over. Yeah, man. Um, you know, the, they were literally running off the field cheering. Yeah, exactly. As if they had already won. Yeah. I was like, all right. Then Mahomes almost chucks a pick. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like that would have been it. And then he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. He tries to go deep to Tyree Hill on a cross or on a, on a deep, like a deep, like post across the field. Uh, ends up getting deflected by uh, by Bates and, and yeah, and Von Bell. Uh, safety for the Bengals picks it off, and and the Bengals go down and kick a field goal and win. I mean, obviously, super happy for Joe Burrow, and I, you know, we were, you know, that's who we were cheering for. I mean, we yeah. get the Hootay, we get the Hootay sign in the back. Exactly, I mean, we're, we're Joe Burrow it. fans here at the Daily Intermission, and it was a huge win for them. Um, I was, I was under, 
Wow. Okay. You were under my, the impression. Pardon my stroke. Um, no, I'm assuming it's because um, I because I know you can score on the first drive, but like on field goal normally, but where they turned it over, you can score on the field goal, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so they right. had the opportunity with the ball. Yeah. Um, Nate. So San Francisco. Uh, they rolled into Sci-Fi Stadium uh, to play Los Angeles. They actually had a bigger crowd, which isn't surprising because they probably have a bigger fan base in California mm. and just even across the globe. Yeah. In football, the 49ers. Well, with the Rams just moving, not that exactly point, yeah, though, so. from Missouri, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and so it, honestly, for it was kind of it was a bit of a snoozer uh, at one point, and and uh, I mean it looked like the the 49ers had a bit of a stranglehold on the game uh, in the late third quarter, but uh, but the Rams end up coming back, winning twenty to seventeen. Yep. Um, I was I thought I was going two for two on the OTs. Yeah, for sure, I really did. And then it was just like they got the ball, and then it was just next thing you know, it's turned over. And I'm like, well, sick. I mean, I can't be too greedy. I got one of them on the day, but for sure. So there's a few things to break down here, Nate. So for the second straight year, it hadn't happened in the history of the NFL. Yeah, a team will be playing at home in the Super Bowl. Huge. It'll be advantageous for the Rams. I don't know how advantageous because well, it's it, Los Angeles. Like yeah. how many high, how many A-list celebrities? We've talked about it. I mean, who knows what that crowd? It's gonna be an eclectic crowd in terms of it may not be just diehard Rams football fans. Man, the box office must be just in shambles right now because you know what I mean. It's like you say Bieber's gonna come. It's like well, we got to get him a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably so many celebrities that are trying to come, and it's like, where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's like we we kicking out season ticket holders too, like get like some guys in the stands, like be like a Johnny Drama. You ever watch Entourage? uh, Not really. Okay, okay, partially, but Johnny Drama. Uh, you know Johnny Drama? He's like the brother of, of Vince and Chase, the actor. They're both actors. You'd be like Vince gets in, and Johnny Drama's like you don't you didn't make the cut, dude. It's like. Oh, he's you know the, with the different celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, it was probably a bad reference, especially because you haven't watched the show. But uh, yeah, but yeah. watch more stuff. Matty Stafford, uh, super excited for that guy, man. He's you know been just such a great quarterback uh, for a long time, and in a, in a team that's just been you know perennial perennial losers and just just dumpster fire year after year. So, uh, Matty Stafford's going to go to the Super Bowl. His wife, obviously, brain cancer survivor. You know, she bought a bunch of tickets for Rams fans for this last game. Yeah. Man, it, it's salt of the earth. It, exactly. I'm so excited for Matt Stafford and so excited for his wife and, and just that team. Sean McVay's a great coach. Obviously, they had that tough loss to the Patriots uh, a few years back. I think it was 2019, the last Super Bowl that Brady won for New England. So, I mean, personally, Nate, if we're going to do predictions, which we will right now, I'm all, I'm all over the Rams. I'm going to hammer the Rams money line. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel like they have a better option to win. They're just like, I mean, they were a pick from the beginning. Like, they're so, they're so yeah. solid, too. And, the, I mean, the Bengals are on a bit of a run. Was that our – was that – Preseason Super Bowl champion. I'm pretty sure you I called think, Rams. At I the think start. I did. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, not is a that any deal. good, folks? Yeah. I mean, if you take the futures bet, I mean, we win something every week. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how the overtime game buys, but it's going to be on the Super Bowl. They're going to start calling us the Daily Gary. Mint instead of the Daily Intermission. <laughs> yeah, we're literally just printing gonna money. To, we're going to have to get a two dollar bill back there or something. Yeah, something rare <laughs> for sure. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I mean, either way, it's like, okay, you know, Joe Burrow and the boys, the underdog story, they get it done, or it's like Matt Stafford, you know, they get it done. So yeah. it's, I feel like it's a either, win-win almost. Exactly, yeah, either way. Sure. I mean, it's going to, it would almost be better if the Rams won, because I mean, Joe Burrow is going to have another shot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting anyway. very, I'm getting very Montreal Canadiens vibes from the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not, happens, not, not that, not to that extent, but it's been so Cinderella-y. Yeah. And uh, well, you, how you know? often is it when those teams go on those Cinderella runs that they actually pull it off? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's yeah. tough. I mean, I even look back to like you say Montreal, I think of Vegas in their expansion yes, year. For sure. I mean, rampage, and then they get to the final, and it's like, <laughs> all right, well, here's the, Welcome here's to the show. big dogs. These are the teams that this is the yeah. team that's been 
earning it for years. Exactly. Absolutely yeah, battling. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was interesting, though. Some headlines have come out of San Francisco, too, Nate, just to finish off in the NFL, that, that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on his way out. I think sources have confirmed that they are looking to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's interesting because... They're not going to go with Trey Lance, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, he got, I think, mm-hmm. a couple games in this year. He's obviously hasn't, he's a rookie this year. He'll be a sophomore next year. But they're a team that certainly will be in the market for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's from, who's from the Bay Area, a guy like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, so There's some options out there for sure. They're a Super Bowl winning caliber team needing a quarterback, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some available. Yeah. Um, so If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I mean, from everything you hear from the guy, too, it's like... He's heading know, to Wisconsin, San Fran. Wisconsin. Let's call it right now. Yeah, I mean, may as well. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, he's always saying, what, Wisconsin sucks. Everyone comes here to be with me. You know what I mean? That's kind of the whole thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I could see the this guy. The wall is me. I just see him more likely going there somewhere where he's played in Wisconsin for so long, going somewhere warm where he can kind of enjoy it rather than, like, I know there's a lot of Pittsburgh chatter as well. He's so. not... I don't. I just don't feel as if he's, like, it's just such a diet. Like, I think they're running Rudolph man you think so well yeah. I don't know I mean Garoppolo could just go there too yeah or even Wilson you yeah know, there's there's plenty of options yeah, for we'll sure. Garner Minshew yeah yeah um, I mean someone's gonna have to running, go to Tampa as they well ain't running Rudolph right someone's yeah. gonna Tampa but it's gonna unless Kyle Trask yeah. from Florida or I don't know but the Blaine <laughs> the Blaine train Gabbert uh the back I of heard the um Rudolph is going to Tampa Bay you heard that? No, I haven't heard anything. No, I was going to no, say. No that's, that's just so out of pocket. Yeah, um, there's no shot. Okay, well, that'll conclude quarter one. And we're going to move into quarter two of the Daily Intermission episode 13 of season yeah. two. Um, Nate, NBA chatter. Guy by the name of Joe Ingles, Australian, uh, for the Utah Jazz. Out for the season with an ACL. It's surprising you don't hear more. I mean, maybe it's just me, but like, I mean, NFL players drop like flies, but... It feels as if NBA players, their knees hold up surprisingly well for, for the, the surface that they jump around on. Yeah, especially the height they go to. Yeah. And I mean, and coming down and just, it, it's kind of wild. And the makeup genetically of their bodies. It, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, we'll go into it a little in depth later, but, um, you know, even when they jump, it's like, also, I think we should start a segment of uh, ACL tear of the week. Yeah, we could. It's every yeah. week. Yeah. Somebody rips an ACL in, in, Injury of the week? I mean, I don't know if... Oh, that could be kind of twisted stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking. I mean, I don't know if that's really... ACL tear of the week. Yeah, that's tough, man. It's, it's devastating tough. for it the is, athlete. It's bad. I mean, it's I partially... Mean, the families go through heartbreak need. Sometimes yeah. it's career ending. Yeah, I mean, more often than not. Um, well, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to run the stats on that one, but yeah, I've we, got a lot of bold claims here this evening. Um, um, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. But I, I did want to talk about the Utah Jazz. So obviously they lose Joe Ingles for the remainder of the season. And they're a team, I mean, they've been kind of a top four Western Conference team for a long time. But I'm excited to have uh, Brandon Scoopy Robinson on. He'll be joining us in a few weeks to talk about the NBA, NBA All-Star game. But yep. um, when we look at the Utah Jazz, and we talk all the time on the podcast, Nate, about no man's land. They're a team that, in, in my opinion, I mean, you got Rudy Gobert. He, he grabs rebounds, like, honestly, like I've never seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he leads rebounds per game year after year after year. But they got Donovan Mitchell as well. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, it just don't seem like they are that talented enough to get it done like they need a piece uh to 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 win the championship and i I don't know i just do you go and try to grab ben simmons yeah or or even like i'd be targeting like i don't know why other teams haven't done it another thing that brings up to now why do people always wait to the trade deadline to make a trade is that when when teams finally budge and they're like okay we're not going to ask for the entirety of yeah it's like could be and it kind of puts that pressure on you too i feel like at the deadline because it's like 
okay, well, after this, we're completely screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of GMs look at it like, all right, if I don't do something right now, my job's probably toast. Yeah. I mean, you see it quite often where guys are like, they'll kind of blow things up trying to save their job kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Stretch. So yep, it's like that's right. they feel the pressure maybe then. But yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you can <clears throat> more than likely get a better deal before the trade deadline. It yeah. just doesn't happen. And it gives you more of a runway to, to get that chemistry going. But yeah, I think yeah. so. The Pacers have obviously have announced, we've talked about it on the podcast, that they are going to be selling at the deadline. I just think the Utah Jazz, I mean, they could use maybe a piece of like maybe a Karis LeVert or you know maybe a Malcolm Brogdon or yep. you know who knows, like a piece from that team uh, to come help them out. But the Utah Jazz are going to be without Joe Ingles for the rest of the, of the year. Um, Nate, I did want to bring up uh, Rajon Rondo, who's playing in, in Cleveland right now. And, and uh, he... Gave some, you know, just some huge praise to to rookie Evan Mobley. This Evan Mobley kid's had an incredible season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the rookie of the year. Uh, if, if things continue, I mean, the Cavaliers, they're, I think, fourth in the East, maybe third in the East, having yeah, such a tremendous year. It's very, very atypical for us to see the Cleveland Cavaliers in a playoff position or even just having any sort of success without a guy by the name of LeBron James. A hundred percent. There's a few things I want to bring up right now too. Okay. So Evan Mobley, what third overall pick I think yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, does he not have the longest legs in the league? Oh man. Like they might be the longest legs in the week. He league. looks, he, he looks like he's like eight feet. Yeah, I know. When you look at him and, and I'm glad you bring that up. Nate. Yeah. He's, but they play with Jared Allen who best hair in the league, maybe. Oh, there's chatter. I mean, just unbelievable hair on Jared Allen. I mean, uh, and then Evan Mobley, obviously, and then they've got Laurie Markkinen from the Bulls, and and um, I mean, these guys are all like seven footers, and and they play just big, and that's how they play the game. And this Darius Garland guy, I think he's an All Star, will be an All Star. I mean, the Cavaliers are good, and they got Kevin Love on the bench, yeah, that's coming right. off the bench, and and uh, yeah, Kevin I Love. mean, K Love, who you know, obviously was was with uh, Cleveland in 2016 when, yep. when they beat, uh, and he was traded for, for Andrew Wiggins, uh, when Wiggins went right. to the Timberwolves. Okay. Um, There's a little trade tree action for you. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing I saw the other day, uh, it was Russell Westbrook and he came out and said, it's like, they were talking about playoffs. Like you think you're going to get in and he's like, you know what? We just want to get to the dance Yeah. and then whatever can happen. So that got me looking at, um, <laughs> Because, you know, when you think of the NBA, it's like you have the 1v8. It's like yeah. How the 8's not winning. Yeah, exactly. So I went and took a look at the seeds of what um, what percentage of seeds win. So from if you finish in the fourth seed to the eighth seed, guess how many times those teams have won the NBA championship in the NBA history? Oh, gosh. Combined. Four, five, six, seven, eight. How many do you think? 10%. That's high. 5%. Um, I'm not actually sure on percent, but oh. number? <laughs> oh, the number, the amount of times? Yeah. Uh, uh, 12 times. Two. Two times. A four seed and a six seed. Wow. That's it. Other than that, it's like... You're talking one, two, I, three I, seeds. I mean, yeah, mostly it's one, two. Yeah. Three is only like 17, and then it, obviously one is the highest one, but I thought that was kind of crazy. That's an insane stat. It's wild, eh? Yeah, so yeah. Twice. I mean, so, so hey, if just to kind of confirm your facts, Russell Westbrook, you do not want to just That's, get into the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, it's... It, in different sports, sure. I mean, you get to the NFL, it's a one-gamer. Yep. Hockey, obviously, as we saw last year with Montreal, anything can happen. Yeah. But in the NBA, I mean... It's, it's, it's I mean, tough. It even goes to NCAA when you look at the 1v16. So if you're in the West, too, I mean, for the Lakers, like, say you're a 7 eighth seed. Yeah, what, are well, you going to well, match one, up against Golden State? Well, one, you could lose a playing game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. then two, and then you got Phoenix or, or, or Golden State. Yeah, so like, it's like, you're toast. Yeah, you're not looking good. No. Um, but, yeah, it's a great point. And, and uh, Nate, I just wanted to move kind of back into the trade uh, yeah. center outlook. So the Sixers are having a great year. Joel Embiid, probably right now the front runner for the NBA, uh, the NBA MVP. The Sixers are having a tremendous season, but they have their max contract point guard 
still on the trade block. Like for me as a general manager, I'm like, man, our team, we're, we're a great team. Like let's trade this guy yeah. and let's get some superstars to help out. Well, yeah. You know, you're going to get an out, outrageous return. So like yeah. try and get it done before the trade deadline. So your team can gel going into the playoffs. No, exactly. But, um, man, we'll see. No, we'll see what happens there in Philadelphia. I mean, I, I just, I would love for it to, to happen, but there's also the rumors that, you know, James Harden potentially postseason would be on the market for a guy like Ben Simmons, but we'll see what happens there. Nate. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. The, the Raptors have played the heat, I think twice in the last, two weeks and they won both games but a guy by the name of Kyle Lowry sat out both games he's actually away from the team due to personal matters right now and obviously I'm not going to dive into that but um, does anyone know what it is or is he just I don't think it's public yeah. right now right. but do you think Kyle Lowry like like it, it would have been a shame because when the Heat traveled to Toronto this week there was no fans like that would have been terrible for yeah. Kyle Lowry's return maybe he just waited it out to get the actual I, I don't yeah, does that make? I don't know. I don't know. I can't speculate. No, exactly. We're not going to speculate. Like, hopefully, everything's okay with the guy. But I would hope that maybe they wouldn't have done anything. That's what I mean. Like yeah. skip it. They did exactly. it for Zach Hyman when he came yes, back. They did it. It's like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Yes, like, wait this is for such fans. a crapshoot, man. Yeah. Like, so why when, would you ruin it like that? When people, you got to wait for the building to to be able to celebrate it and for him to get an ovation. And Kyle Lowry might be a guy who knows one day to have a statue in Toronto. Yeah. Um, might be. Yeah. Who knows? Um, you know, I'd love for that. You know, to to happen for that guy. I mean, he was he's such a tremendous leader. He, I mean, he was the heartbeat of the Raptors for oh, dude. The, you know for a long, long time, ten years at least. Yeah. Um. And uh, and yeah. So we got uh, All Star just around the corner, eight three weeks away. Like we mentioned, we got Brandon Scoopy Robinson going to be joining us for that. Uh, he signed a big Spotify deal today. He's uh, he's a Bally basketball insider. So we'll be excited to have on Scoopy and, and sure. kind of pick his brain uh, and, and ask him some NBA questions. Yep. Um, Nate. Halftime? It is time for the Daily Intermission Halftime Show today, brought to you by... We don't have sponsors yet, but hopefully someday we might. We're looking for it, folks. Um, all right. <clears throat> all right, Nate. You're starting things off or am I starting things off? Uh, we'll get right into it. Okay. So we're doing Guess the Age. Yep. Um, obviously, you guys are probably familiar with it, but uh, we'll explain the rules. Um, I'm going to give Greg an athlete. He is going to try and guess as close as humanly possible to that number. And I think in our history of doing this on the podcast, we have one, and it was Greg with, is it John Elway you got at 61 years old? I think so. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, so, so we've got one right, and one is the winning score. We'll see if anybody can get on the board today. Yeah. It could be a 0-0 zero, zero draw. I'm assuming it's going to go that way. Yep. But who knows? We will see. Uh, we got Jonathan Owens, Simone Biles' boyfriend. Ooh, uh, 24. 26. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. Close. Yes, very close. It's a tough one. Caitlyn Jenner. <sighs> 66. Ooh, 72. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. Well, that was... Uh, man, it's tough. It's so when tough. They get up, like, when it gets up a bit, yeah. you kind of lose track. Oh, for sure. Like when I asked you, Bob Barker. All right, here's one that I kind of pulled out of the woodwork. I haven't heard this name in a while. Tracy McGrady. Oh, T-Mac. Yeah. Um, 52. 42. Wow. Yeah. He's a lot younger than I expected. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's just... It just seems like he's been under the league for a while. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mike Tyson. Come on, man. 59. Wow. 55. Wow. Okay. He's a guy who looks a little older than 55. Well, yeah, he's been repeatedly yeah. beaten the head. Yeah. And he does like DMT and shrooms and yeah. I think he smokes like a joint yeah. every 15 minutes. Is that right? I'm not, I can't confirm that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruce Boudreau. Oh, uh, 64. 67. It's wow. a good guess, though. Okay. It's a good guess. Um, he honestly doesn't look 67. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, Serena Williams. 36. 40. Oh, man. Yeah. We need, I need to get one here. I'm getting this one. You might. Jonathan Papelbon. 38. 41. <clears throat> so close. My last one you, you could be able to get. Okay, here, Nate. Is this the last one? No. Okay. Dennis Shapovalov. Uh, 24. 22. Oh, I thought I had that. It. Yeah, I, I, thought I, had that was, I was thinking that. No, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> uh, Tim Stutzla. 20. Bang. Let's go. Ding, 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 ding. He just turned 20 like just a month ago. Just turned 20 a month ago. Trying to grease you a bit. But. Linus Allmark. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and break this down because I think I can get it. I know he's a little bit older. Nate looking to tie the game here. I know he's a little bit older. He kind of came in the league late. Man, I'm going to say 29. Oh, he's 28. <laughs> I was going to say 30. So it's okay, like, okay. I'm glad I went that way. Damn. Okay. Well, that's, I it, mean, that's not terrible. No, I mean, we we're pretty close on a, quite no, a few of them. One of you 10 got one again. So you're technically up 2 nothing in the in the long in the guest series. Age. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's good fun. But uh, that's the halftime show today brought to you by... Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nobody. Okay. A quarter three of the Daily Intermission podcast, episode 13 of season two. Yep. We're moving into the NHL. And uh, I wanted to start things off by apologizing to all the fans. I mean, we bring on an apology every once in a while, but uh, preseason, Nate and I were fairly bullish on the Seattle Kraken. And yeah. the Seattle Kraken have promptly been maybe the biggest dumpster fire in the NHL. I yeah. said, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say last night they got their first shutout as a franchise. I saw that. Which is like Philip Grubauer. Yeah. You know, which is kind of crazy. Um, I guess it's only February and, you know, it happens. But, yeah, they've been terrible. And I think the real reason why we thought they were there, I think we obviously had the Vegas in our head. Yes. Pretty hard. I think another factor is we took a look at that division and we were like, That's it right. ain't great. That's right. Like, we were like, okay, Vegas and Edmonton won too, but I didn't expect the Ducks to do this good. Well, the California teams have actually been a lot better than they I was have, expecting. Man. I mean, I we wrote them... I thought those three teams were easily the basement three teams, while the Ducks shoved it up her hoop. Yep. The Kings have been Kings surprisingly have been good, competitive, and, uh, and as well as the Sharks. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, and I look at that, I stare at the Kraken roster sometimes, and I'm like, what were we thinking? Yeah, I know. They have And we did nobody. it after the draft, too, and we yeah, even yeah, said the draft nobody. was terrible, and we still went and did it. Like, it was ridiculous, but... Um, They've got nobody for superstars. No, not even close. I mean, what would it be, like, Jaden Schwartz? Oh, the best gosh. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking. Yeah. Anyway, Tierdano is a complete wash. Yeah, it, it, they're a long ways away, and and maybe this is the way that expansion teams are supposed to go. You know, they're supposed well, to struggle. Yeah. And, and and well, you look back at the teams like that came in in the two thousands, and the rules were completely different back then. Yeah, you could protect damn near the whole team back in the day. Atlanta, right. Atlanta pulled nothing. Yeah, had no shot coming out of the gate. So oh, they were brutal too yeah. for the entirety of their lives, man. Did they ever have a playoff run? Uh, they made the playoffs once. I think it was two thousand seven, and they were promptly swept by the New York Rangers. <laughs> So they so have there you go, one folks. playoff appearance and no wins. <laughs> That's just insane. But yeah, I don't. It's going to be a tough season, you know, for the for the Seattle Kraken. Who's their all star need? Seattle. Yeah. Um, I think it's a D man. Is it done? Vincey. Vincer dropped him in fantasy a couple weeks back. Apologize, yeah. Vince, if you're an all star. Yeah. Um, maybe Jordan Everly. I don't think okay. I can pull it up. No, no, it's all good. Okay. Um. Jordan, or not Jordan, Jeff Petrie, Nate, has requested yeah. a trade out of Montreal. Yeah. Um, okay. Sick Petrie. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, for for a guy who, I don't know, he's probably on the back, you know, tail end of his career, he understands that they're nowhere as near. I mean, they're having a write-off of a year. They're probably going to absolutely blow things up at the trade deadline. He's been terrible this year. Yeah, he has. He's been terrible. What's he got for points? Oh, man. I mean, he scored his first of the year not that long ago. Obviously, the team's a write-off, too. The team's been awful. For sure, but... You know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I've even watched him just on the defensive side of the pocket. And a few times I'm watching him, I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah. Like, he's just completely caught in no man's land. But, I mean, it would probably be tough to stay motivated, too, you know, at that point. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you got guys playing in the lineup night after night after night who just are AHL caliber. Yeah. You probably don't know them. He's a veteran guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see Jeff Petrie get a new spot, new home, because I think he can add a lot of offensive, you know, pedigree to to a power play, and I think that he's got a lot of game left. I mean, I would gladly um, take him on my team for sure. You know, so for sure. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, Montreal is going to be sellers. I mean, you have to think looking down that lineup. Uh, ben Sherrod's another name that's been you know kind of been floating around for a long time. Somebody, I think someone like the Leafs. I mean, the Leafs would certainly be in the market for a guy like Jeff Petrie. I mean, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. But for the, sure, the cap retention that you'd need. Yeah, what's he at? Like six mil? I think so. Six point two, something like that. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, you'd have to take the fifty percent off right off the bat, <clears throat> which is the maximum you can retain. That's right. So I mean, it'd still be tough for them to squeeze in. Yeah, but I mean, that would be a great grab for Toronto, though. For sure, they don't really have that big right-handed guy. They no. barely have a right-handed D. Well, was it Justin, Justin Hall, Nolligan, Nolligan? Yeah, I mean, they, man, they, that's they, a guy I'd probably be targeting. Same. Is Petrie? Yeah. yeah, that's a. Um. Yeah. It's yeah. The Leafs defense core. I think is going to be addressed. The trade line, but we're not getting into Leafs talk today because we're talking All Star game. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Uh, tonight is the NHL skills competition. It's going to be absolutely electric. I mean, what a venue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything's everything's better in Vegas. I don't think that's a saying. I just made that up. <laughs> but it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, with the Bellagio Fountain and and just you know being in Vegas, you know having that kind of gambling, you know, kind of uh, masquerade type theme feel to the game yep. it's gonna be a lot of fun uh some replacements to note nate we got nazim kadri's going should have been going in the first place should have been yeah. uh, evgeny kuznetsov i think they should monitor his uh you know whereabouts and what he's got going on 100%. absolutely um, wild. yeah um but uh but yeah we'll see what happens there roman yossi's going obviously yes. another guy should have been there. should have been ridiculous. there ridiculous and uh, brady kachuk's gonna replace our guy drake batherson yeah um some 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 big names there and uh it's gonna be exciting i'm really looking forward to it nate uh i was gonna get us to predict who wins we're gonna do this off the whim because we have no idea who's competing in <laughs> what event okay i was gonna say just another add to ovechkin obviously as you mentioned earlier in the show oh, that's right he has covid <laughs> and he has did you see his replacement uh i did not it's tom wilson <laughs> which should be good yeah absolutely good i'm excited to see what tom's gonna be uh i mean you could probably throw him hard in fastest skater or fastest skater. i don't think hard to shot but no? okay. i mean you could throw him in maybe like accuracy shooting i'm not sure yeah yeah i don't know i don't think there's one thing that really stands out to me he's a fast guy maybe throw him in i don't know yeah or if he takes ovechkin's and he's gonna i'm taking mcdavid i'm taking mcdavid and fastest skater well, yeah, he's got to be paying minus seven hundred million. Okay, I just I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm hammering him. Okay, um, I don't know how to shot. Like I can't even think. Like Weber and Char have been Stamkos. <clears throat> Stamkos oh. isn't going. No, I was looking yeah. at uh, who who was registered the hardest shots this year, um, just during play because they had the micro tracking in the pucks, and you know it's great. I looked at that stack because now I can't remember. But uh, Kempe was up there. Okay, um, who's Mc, going from Mc the Kings? Uh, I believe Kempe. Okay, yeah. So they might have them in that I, event. I, I imagine they probably will. Yep. Um, There's got to be some defense. In the, there was I'm, someone who was right above Ovechkin, and I can't. It just doesn't stick out of my head right away. Marty right, Fair? But, oh, well, he might come in and just pound it 200 and peel. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so Trevor, no Zegers, Trevor Zegers is going for the breakaway comp. Yeah. And guess who else is going to compete? Who? Pavel Barber. No, he's not. They're bringing in Pavel Barber. Are they? Uh, Zach Bell from Always Hockey. I mean, it'll be kind of fun. Those guys do ridiculous things. Yeah, true. Um, so I don't cool. know if they're competing in the Breakaway Challenge or if they've got their own sort of event, but there's going to be a multitude of new events. We're yep. doing a watch along for that. Yep. Uh, so we'll be live on TikTok and YouTube. The majority of it TikTok, but we'll switch over to YouTube. But we're going to be watching that tomorrow night. So if you're going to, if you plan on tuning into the uh, NHL Skills Competition, might as well pop on and, and have us on your phone and watch along with us. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be absolutely legendary. Um, that'll conclude quarter three. All right. <clears throat> Quarter four of the daily intermission, Nate. We are moving into the Australian Open and PGA Tour and Olympics talk. Yeah. Australian Open, Rafa Nadal takes it down. Did we talk about that last episode? I can't remember. I think so. Maybe we did. Yeah, I think we did. Okay. So okay. Well, we'll talk anyway, about the Nadal women's side. 21. Yeah, he's at 21 now. Yeah, 21. Oh, no. We were talking about Australian Open on uh, on our business conference. Right. That's right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hard yeah. to keep track these days. Yeah. We talk sports all the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Rafa Nadal, 21 championships. He's now one ahead of Rafa Nadal and, and or no, one ahead of, of, of Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Um, but we were kind of having that question, you know, who's the greatest of all time in tennis? And I know it's subjective. I know it's arbitrary and it's, it's very opinionated. Who's the greatest men's uh, tennis player of all time, but it's it's interesting. I think for the for the remainder of time, or at least for you know the next kind of the foreseeable future, it's going to be a, a three name game. I yeah. mean, they're always going to those three will always be brought up. Sure, you um, know, Roger was the first to do it. Rafa dominated on clay, and and yeah. Djokovic. I mean, it's hard. Like he's he's beat these guys. Well, it's what they you say. Know? Like you know, it's, <clears throat> and uh, showed it to uh, Declan Smith. He was yep. in our business conference the other day, but he was that's saying, right. in his opinion, like on clay, it's Nadal. Yeah, Nadal. for sure. And it, that's the most interesting thing about it is like you can almost argue there could be three different ones just based off their play styles on what they play on. For sure. So yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, it's a three-headed monster there. Like, yep. take your pick. Absolutely. I and, think. and so uh, moving into the women's side, Ashley Barty, the number one seed, she was the first Australian to win the Australian Open in 44 years. And uh, and I was thinking, man, like, you know, it's been, that's that's insane, like, of any gender. And I was like, well, obviously in the men's side, the Australian yeah. Open, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, excuse me, that's 61 championships in four, a four year, a four tournaments a year. 61. I mean, I'm not going to do the math, but that's over like 25 years of of those three winning. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Is it's, that yeah, it's, it's, it's outrageous. Insane. No, it's crazy. I mean, like imagine coming into tennis and being like, "Well, it's sick that I'm here, but I have no shot." Yeah. But I know it's, I, it's just like, I mean, you know. I I'm actually fairly confident that uh, Dennis Shapovalov or Felix uh, I, was, uh, I can't do it. Um, but Felix will win a major. Like those two guys are insane. They're so young. Uh, they're incredible players. They both yeah. lost in the quarterfinals. I mean, both five sets to the two top players in the tournament. Yeah. So I think those guys are going to have good runs, Nate. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we'll we'll look forward to uh, a couple tournaments coming up. Uh, I think it's the Wells Fargo. Is that correct? No, uh-huh. not the Wells Fargo. Um, there's one That's golf. No. Yeah, that is golf. There's a tennis event coming up. Um, there's one in I think it's Atlanta and one in Miami. But we'll be covering them closely. Uh, we'll probably have a guest on as well from the tennis realm uh, to talk about that. Um, Nate, moving into the PGA Tour, there, yeah. Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, and the Monterey Peninsula. It's another Pro-Am, uh, the second in three weeks. Uh, so there's a three-round, 54-hole cut. Um, who's your one and done? Who you on? Who you like? I'm on Patty Cantlay. Okay. And I haven't got a whole lot of narrative behind it, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't been doing good. He's I've just an absolute a, stick. Just, I know. He's a stick. He's What is he? Is he 14th or is he 4th? 
in the world? Yeah. Yeah, he's top 10 for sure. Yeah, I think he might be fourth. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I took him. Um, I just kind of thought, you know, I'm not going to take him for a major. I may as well get start running some big dogs. Like, I took Corey Connors, as we talked about on another podcast. And it's like, what am I doing taking these guys so high up? Like, I'm just, I'm taking a big dog and we'll see what happens. I haven't looked what he's at yet, but I'm half worried about it. Yeah. I can't afford to miss any more cuts. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm completely screwed. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, the three-day runway this week. I'm on a guy by the name of Jason Day, a guy who was yep. sniffing around last week. Man, his tournament history here, I mean, we talk about horse for the course. It is outrageous. He was, he's been like runner-up. He's been a top 10 finisher here at least for the last six years at this event. Yeah. Coming off uh, a top five last week, game running in a form. This is a guy who's won major championships. He's won 12 time on tour. I was all over Jason Day this week. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd be interested to see who who's running. And Are you looking at the leaderboard right now, Nate? I am. Um, yeah, I'm just so, so we got Hoagie still. Tom Hoagie. And this is at the time of recording by Friday morning. It'll obviously be different. Yeah. We got our boy Seamus Power. Absolutely humming. He's having a great season. He is, man. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to take a look and see where Cantlay is. Oh, man. Oh, no. Okay. So Jason Day's three under through 17. Money. Looking pretty good. Um, Cantlay has not appeared on my thing yet. Speech two under. Uh, let's take a roll here. And I, I don't know if Cantlay is maybe a hundred over. <laughs> That's all right. I must have missed him. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I don't foresee him playing that bad. I don't either. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I missed him. So anyway, sorry about that, everyone. And uh, maybe just check yourself because I apparently am not worthy to do it. Uh, so so Nate's on Catley. I'm on Day. I'm not sure the people in the one in the pool who they're on, but we'll continue to monitor that Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am. And, and obviously there's a lot of uh, amateurs in the event. Uh, you know, Bill Murray's a classic. Um, yeah. And uh, a bunch of celebrities who will end up playing. Um, I know Mookie Betts is playing. Uh, Jake Owens playing with Jordan Speed. So a lot of the amateurs make it a fun event. Fun three days there in California. Nate, the Winter Olympics are are, are on and they're going. So I know the women uh, Canadian team won twelve one last night. So we'll uh, as the events start to roll. It's just in, absolutely classic. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's really not really much of a tournament until the Canada U.S. gold medal game. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy how uh, non-competitive Sweden is yeah. on the women's side. Yeah, they're way think. down there. They're almost in like relegation every time. It's it's wild. I, I think that hopefully that, that landscape, you know, gets gets, you know, more invested in and, and there's some more talent uh, yeah. dispersion throughout the uh, the European countries and just across the globe. Um, neat. That will conclude episode 13, man. Any shout outs, any dog waters, any fire wagons you want to shout out before we wrap this thing up? I haven't got a fire wagon. I, if I'm going to go fire wagon of the week, I'm going on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. 100% okay. big yeah, yeah. comeback win. For sure. My dog water of the week is Leon Dreisaitl being an absolute absolute clown last night just absolutely ripping his stick into guys crotches yeah okay that's dog uh, yeah. water of the week for I me like that. keeping it short and sweet what yeah. about you uh my fire wagon of the week is tom brady uh i'll do a memoir here at the beginning of an episode coming up but uh you know thank you tom for you know 20 years of you know of, of football and uh and, and really you know inspiring people around the world to play and just being the greatest the sport's ever seen in my Dog water of the week is a guy by the name of Will Zalatoris. Will <laughs> missed a 10 fitter last week to lose on the PGA Tour. And then this week, he said in an interview after his loss, he said, this reminds me a lot of my co-inferior experience. I'm going to go win next week. Gets COVID. Won't be playing this week. So Will Zalatoris is my dog water of the week. That is a perfect dog water of the week. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a fantastic weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.